0: Backchat Studios is a part of the ACAS creator network. Head to backchatpodcast.com.au to sign up as a patron and access all of our merch.
1: Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: We're back here for the Back Chat Basketball Show uh, episode maybe eight. I've lost count. Oh, eight. Yeah, I've oh, got to right. go write. sounds impressive. Yeah, uh, of course, Greg Hire sometimes here isn't. It is. But, but we have a...
2: We've upgraded something even better. a yeah. taller, more established <laughs> basketball player. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. Uh, Brady Manick, welcome to the Backyard Basketball Thank Show. Thanks for coming in. Um, we haven't had... Um, we had John Riley we had a coach. We haven't had a current uh, Wildcats player. So you're our first for this season. Uh, so thanks for coming on. We, we don't really um want to talk about the Wildcats, if we're being honest. I don't know if the Wildcats media people are happy about that. But, um you know, I'm sure you do Wildcats media all the time. But uh, first question we're going to ask you that we ask every guest is your greatest sporting achievement ever. So for you personally, and it can't be on the basketball court because, look, we know you're a basketballer. You've done plenty of things on the court, college, now in the NBL. What's something that you've done off the basketball court that you're incredibly incredibly plow, uh, proud of?
3: Um, I think uh, a big one would be uh, I was an academic all American,
0: academic all American, third team, third team, the third team. <laughs> what yeah. does that mean? Exactly. I don't. know. That was, it
3: sounds very impressive. Like one, two, and three, and there's like five guys on a team, and uh, I guess I had good enough grades and. Right. Coach kind of pushed for it. So I got third
2: team, Academic All-American. So in academics,
0: there you go. Are we and
2: talking a specific subject that you dominated in no. across the board? No, across the board. It's funny. Yeah. I, I had a look on Reddit just to see
0: what people were talking about you. And um, someone questioned, like, what's Brady majoring in? And someone's like, I don't think he's majoring in anything. It's just just there.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> the, the big story behind that part, I know exactly what they're talking about. So I got a uh, management degree at Oklahoma. And I started my, graduating three and a half, and got started, my master's program is online, COVID happened, so I got to do it online and didn't transfer with me. Right. So, they said you can start over and just redo that last semester you had, or you could try something else. So, I tried something else, and I just went in thinking I'm just going to play basketball when I transferred to North Carolina, and I was Basically, just playing basketball. I was going to these classes that I never majored in, never <laughs> taken, and these kids are taking them to graduate or they're yep. incoming freshmen, and I'm just sitting there like I've graduated. I have no <laughs> business being here. Yeah.
2: So you're like a 22 year old, one and done, just yes. cruising around North Carolina. Yeah. So I was <laughs> going to these classes, and I had no business being here.
3: <laughs> <up. laughs> what sort of classes were these? Like just uh, communications, right? Um, I've done
0: a communications degree. It's yeah. There so. was
3: a uh, like a like a health class um some more classes um a couple of, like psychology online classes so it was it's was yep. a little mix of everything yeah yeah
0: yeah nice um and so you you played in north carolina tell us um about that and and sort of moving to north carolina um the college and and sort of what was involved with that
3: Yeah. so for me it was a it was a weird experience of getting there because i entered the portal through after a coach and change just wanted to have all my options laid out, and when I when I decided to finally, you know, start calling, like answering the phone, talking to people, I didn't really have an idea of where I wanted to go. What I and I had all these schools calling, and I just didn't didn't feel right. The situation didn't feel right, and the big reason for me to leave would have been I wanted to get past the round of thirty two in March Madness. Yep and that's just the second weekend. It's going to the Sweet 16. It's what I wanted to do, and uh, I didn't want to be an eight seed because uh, you play eight, nine, then you turn around and play a one seed. And for me, I, I don't know how. I, I still tell him to this day uh, how Coach Davis got me there. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know the reason behind it. I told him I, d- I didn't really care that it was North Carolina. I, I wanted to come somewhere. I wanted to win. I wanted to be helpful, um, so you're going to have to – Figure out a way to to get me to come there, and he did a really good job of recruiting me. Um, we had everything mapped out on how they can help me, how I can help them, and it, it all worked out. And obviously, it was a it was a big big thing. But if you look back at it, um, we were the eight seed and we played the one <laughs> seed, but we got to the Sweet Sixteen and then some. So yeah. it all worked out in the end. But it was uh, it was definitely a, a crazy. Because I'd never been to that state before. So I grew up in Oklahoma and had never been in North Carolina. And I didn't go on a visit. I said I wasn't going on any visits. I didn't care what the academics looked like. I didn't care what the campus looked like. (laughs) I just wanted to go play basketball. And I felt like I had the right to do that after graduating and
2: already playing four years. So... I mean, I I just packed up and moved. Yeah. What was that experience like? Getting onto a new college team after you started sat playing four years because college it's not pros yet. Players don't transfer around a lot at your age. Was there a weird sensation coming in as almost like an older recruit into a college ecosystem? Yeah, it's it's it's
3: odd. Um, for for me, uh, I'm very thankful of how they they took me in. Uh, they they knew only had one year left. They knew I could only be a part of the team for one year and. You know the guys really bought into me being there, and they they accepted me pretty fast. It was it was really cool. Um, you know usually guys get there they're they're either transferring, they got one two three maybe they're freshmen, they got four years of eligibility, but it's rare that you have a guy because of COVID that had already played his four years and then gets another. So for them to you
2: know accept me and uh, just kind of make me a part of the team really fast, it was it was really cool and very special. You mentioned being a number eight seed in the tournament you guys went through to the final But you got to play in that semi-final against coach K in his last game. Yeah, what was that day? Like obviously coach K is one of the greatest coaches in the history of basketball What was it like being part of that on top of it being the biggest rivalry in college sports as well?
3: Yeah, so for that game. It was the first time uh, Duke UNC have ever played in the tournament and uh, Going into that game Um, I feel like the buildup of the whole season of it being his last year was, 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 it was just big, but going into that game, I think the rivalry for, for the players, uh, maybe for the fans, but for the, for the players, I feel like the rivalry, the, the coach K thing, um, all that kind of went out the window. I think everybody was really just excited to be at the final four and it was another game trying to get to the national championship. I don't think. The players looked at it as much as, oh, it's just another Duke-UNC game or the rivalry. I think it was more focused on us being one game away from the National Championship.
0: What's a Tar Heel?
3: Great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I couldn't tell you, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it, it, something with uh, the foot and the, the, the tar on the foot, I, don't, I really don't know. So <laughs> you're going to have to help me.
0: I, I just was looking, and I obviously I know like of UNC, obviously, and... Like then I saw Tar Hills and it's one of those names you hear, like, oh yeah, UNC Tar Heels. But then I was like, what's a Tar Hill? And um, I, do do you know Ben? I've got it, no idea. I've asked to Google it Probably speak. dates
3: back a very long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Of why? Yeah. But I could.
2: Know. <laughs> That's right. Um, so here we go. It dates back to a long time ago when North Carolina was a leading producer of steel in the Navy. So I don't you know go. how yeah. that links to being a Tar Heel, but. Nice, there
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so maybe uh, I thought that would be something that would be given like an orientation pack, you know, about well, the school. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably so.
3: But <laughs> when you're a fifth year person, you don't <laughs> yeah, go to orientation. <laughs> orientation. Yeah, 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 that's right.
0: Um, so I've I asked around some people um, that sort of know you if there was anything I should ask you about. Um, one of the first things that came up was that you really like Steve Irwin.
3: <laughs> I mean, I would say yeah, I grew up watching Steve Irwin. I, I apparently over here he wasn't that big of a deal. But uh yeah, uh, I was always on T V, my parents, uh, Animal Planet. It's always what we yeah. watched. Uh and then fun <laughs> fact he he died on my birthday. So oh, wow. I was I the, Turned eight. Probably one of the worst birthdays
2: ever. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we actually. saw that photo of you up in Darwin, was it, with the croc? Was that something you just knew you had to do Yeah, when you got I up was, to Darwin? I was, uh, I was super excited to do it. Uh, I was
3: actually the only one to do it. But, uh, yeah, only it was, one on the Wildcats team. Yeah, yeah only one to, to go. There. But it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we got to be a little little too close to them and it was <laughs> it was really cool. It was a fun experience. Uh they they did a really great uh tour for for us and it was went by pretty quick, but it was it was a lot of fun.
0: The um uh, when I've been around uh when they've taken sort of the imports around for various animal activities in Perth, usually they're all terrified of spiders and, and things like that. But I mean if you're getting face to face with a croc it's Yeah.
3: Like um so we also did the the Caversham one here in Perth and uh, I was down to hold anything, touch anything. <laughs> like I was I was okay with it. And we went there with meet Corey and uh Tayshawn and they asked if we wanted to hold something and I immediately I was like, yeah, let's do it.
2: Everything, let's do it. So I, I made sure I, I held everything that they'd let me. So. What's Oklahoma like? Are there dangerous animals and beasts over in Oklahoma that we need to know about?
3: I mean, yeah, I feel
2: like there's
3: mountain lions, <laughs> bears. Uh, I don't know. There's it's not nothing like over here, but I don't know. A bear sounds pretty intimidating. I yeah, don't think I want any part of that. I not usually something just walking around. <laughs> uh, but yeah. They, I feel like if you go anywhere in the world, there's something that's going to kill you. So,
0: anywhere else in Perth that you've visited, that you're, you you've been a fan of. So, how, you've been in Perth for what six months?
3: Mm, four, four months. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, what's what's it been like for you being in Perth?
3: It's been good. Um, you know, being around the beach. Um, had my family come through. Uh, Mom's here right now. Aunt's here right now. But yeah, it's been good. We drive around. Uh, there's not. Too much to do, or if there is something to do, it's probably a little bit farther than my liking. Since I have to drive, so we're <laughs> usually not doing it. But uh, it's been good. Um, I don't think we've really gone anywhere. We went. Me and my dad went to the the mint while he was here. We, okay. My my family's <laughs> into coins. so <laughs> right, Okay. We decided to go in and look at some coins.
0: Yeah, good. Um, when I know when Bryce first moved over to Perth, um, one of his first days he filled up the uh, the car with diesel. Oh, no. And drove, I think it was like the the team car that they lent him until they sorted something out. Um, Have you had any issues with uh, sort of? (laughs) No. So we
3: actually have stickers on our cars that say (laughs) unleaded only. Yeah. uh, I think he
0: had the same, but. Yeah,
3: he might have. (laughs) But yeah, getting here the first few days driving was a little little odd. I'd never experienced the other side or really anything like that, so uh, I, I took a few days to, to watch, and <laughs> yeah. then I decided to get after it, and
2: I've been doing great. I was going to yeah. say, coming from America to here is probably a bit more chill. I remember one day I was in LA, and I got a car driving down the seven-lane freeways, is going the wrong side of the road. There's nothing that scared me more than doing that. Yeah, uh, the first mistake was being in LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Could have gone anywhere else but LA, so yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, let's let's talk about some more um, stuff with you in Perth. Uh, the Kings of Leon came to town oh, yeah. just recently. Um, I saw a photo uh, of the drummer wearing a Wildcats jersey oh, yeah. and the photo was taken in reverse, so it said 24 on it. And so the, there was a post on Facebook that was like, "Oh, they're wearing Jesse Wagstaff's um <laughs> his jersey," but their photo was it was flipped. Yeah. They could have read the Perth was spelled backwards. How did that all come about with the um the drama wearing your it jersey? It was actually
3: super crazy. Uh, we were headed to Adelaide, and I get a message on Twitter. Uh, I usually don't check them, but I did, and I saw the blue check mark. I checked how many followers. I started scrolling and. And you look at the, you look at their bio, you look at their tweets, and I, I still couldn't figure out who this person was, and right, and I was, I was scrolling, I'd be like, uh, thank you Sydney, thank you Adelaide for this, for the show, and yeah, and I just. Couldn't understand what was going on, and the bio <laughs> said drummer. So I was like, obviously he's a drummer. Somebody
0: also oh, didn't say what band. Yeah, I
3: just said drummer. <laughs> Did you think you are getting catfished or, yeah, or something? Yeah, so I, it could have been like a Texas fan or something. <laughs> for <all> I know. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to Google the name, figured out who he was, and uh, in in his message, he had said that he, he was born in Oklahoma and right. uh, had been a Sooners fan. So I reached out and said if I wanted to come Wednesday to let him know and. I just asked them I'll come, but you got to get some more for some of the teammates. Yeah. I'm not showing up to a concert by myself. Like that's that's just weird. <laughs> Still not sure if <laughs> it's going to be. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I told the guys that they could come with me, and uh, I, I told them I really don't know anything about this. I, they were leaving me tickets, <laughs> and I said if they're not there, I guess we'll just do something else. And <laughs> we ended up, they were there, we went in. Uh, we got to meet them, and it was a super fun night. Were yeah. you a Kings of Leon fan? Did you know much about I the knew band? two songs. Uh, I'm slowly learning more. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I was uh so I'm big into country music. So for me to go to that uh, kind of put a different genre and uh it was it was a lot of fun. I I definitely enjoyed it and
2: I'm definitely a fan now. Yeah. Well, they've got one Perth fan for life, then. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, something that we were talking about last week on our basketball show was the um, the two small celebration. Um, you know, like if they like b- bumping down the post, and yeah. Then, you know. yeah. Um, what's your <laughs> What's your take on the Too small celebration? Because I'm a big fan. I oh, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of any celebration, <laughs> really. No you don't even have a go to that you you know no flex I, it just kind of it just someone. comes
3: out it's usually just some kind of yell but yeah. i <laughs> don't really know Sh- showing up somebody else yeah can my you remember, my,
2: remember a three that you fit where you lost control and went a bit uh, yeah. over the top is there a yeah. memory yeah. there, there was one on? uh that duke game you're talking about i lost a little bit of control <laughs>
3: it was uh, said it's a few choice words but it was it was a good <laughs> it was a good moment for sure. It must
0: be satisfying shooting in front of the opposition bench in the corner and oh, yeah. and, and draining it. A bit of chatter back as you're, as you're running? No, no
3: chatter back, but uh, I've had a few uh the last few years of uh, get hot. Uh, that's the best when you hit that corner three and they have to call a timeout. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a good feeling. You gotta yep. go, to the, go to the timeout
2: feeling good. But, yeah, there's been a, been a lot of threes over the years. You've had a pretty good run playing for North Carolina and Oklahoma, two of the bigger colleges, which means the two of them are hated colleges. Is there one away fan base or one away arena that stands out above all else in terms of the stick and the grief that you copped?
3: Yeah. Um, every place, I would say, is a little bit different. Um, some places, it's just like, so let's say Kansas, for example. It's so loud you you don't hear what they're actually saying. They're just people are just yelling. But you get into a place like, let's say, Texas Tech. Uh, one of my favorites was West Virginia. People are just mean, and it's, it's <laughs> awesome. And they, they say some crazy stuff, some stuff that you probably aren't even allowed to say, and they're saying it. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun when you go into those places and you have a good game. Um, you know, just being in front of those different crowds it's, it's a lot of fun and then you go from let's say kansas and you go into duke and uh they got a smaller crowd and they're just as loud so it's it's just really
2: cool being able to see the different gyms can you remember the worst thing you've been called or the funniest thing even that you've been called on the basketball court
3: no i had a couple of fans from west virginia that were that were really big on yelling at me but <laughs> other than that uh, no no not really
0: I saw that you were getting uh, compared to Larry Bird a fair bit. That, yeah. That's mainly in the looks. Yeah. Looks of the part. I mean, big man that shoots as well. Um, has that followed you around a fair bit?
3: Yeah. Um, story behind that was I used to have a buzz cut with no facial hair. Yeah. And it was first 20, 21 years of my life I just refused to grow my hair out. Decided to grow it out uh after my freshman year going into sophomore year of college. Um, people like we were talking about the media shows up to practice and they start taking pictures of me cause they hadn't seen me in six months yeah. and they're making all these uh, crazy comments about Larry Bird. So I was like, whatever, like I just let it go. And then getting into football season, going to a football game, I decided to wear a Larry Bird t-shirt just to <laughs> let them have it. And, uh, and it just kind of blew up from there. And, I uh, Buzz my hair off at the end of that year and then grew it back out i've been growing it for about two years now yeah and it's it's what's, followed me what's the plan with that do you just uh, seeing what happens oh uh, yeah when i wake up it's uh you know that's how i'm feeling <laughs> right. uh, so, for so last, tomorrow you could just be with buzz yeah, and no hair yeah the last two years i've i guess i've felt good about it so i just kept going yeah but uh yeah the beard and the hair are gonna stay until i decide it's time to Shock yeah. everybody again.
0: Have you been told about the uh, the rules around playing in the finals for the Wildcats with beards? Uh, no. So, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll still do it, is that as soon as the final starts, no one's allowed to touch their beard, and so they grow out these nasty beards. Nice. I don't think Bryce does it because, you know, i think he likes to keep it looking keep it pretty, keep it pretty fresh <laughs> but usually by the end of the series like the end of the finals like there's some nasty looking bits but i um, thought you were going to say the other way around sorry i'm not trimming it <laughs> coach's decision dmp just yeah. w- refused to trim well there you go so you have a head start on most of the awesome. other guys so yeah, just okay. get ready
2: for the grand final series you're already locked uh, in guess, yeah, uh, yeah
0: that's right um let's go back to um some of your um basketball stuff while well, you know, peppering you with other random shit. Um uh playing in a championship game NCA um NCAA tournament. Um, t- tell us about that sort of tournament run and, and the sort of feeling around the team and um what that's like as a as a college player.
3: Yeah, so about uh two and a half, three weeks before selection, uh we lost to Pittsburgh at home. Probably weren't gonna make the tournament go and win Tons of games on the road, Virginia Tech, Louisville, overtime games, uh, getting down to the wire. Go to Duke, win, beat Syracuse at home on senior night, and go to the ACC tournament, feeling pretty good, and uh, win a game, lose to Virginia Tech. so Now we're just sitting around, it's like Sunday. Uh, we think we're going to get in because of the Duke game. We get in, and we're we're just excited to be there. And we go in thinking, you know, we're it's kind of weird to say, but. We're the underdogs being in North Carolina because everybody wants to play us. But yep. we, we felt like we were the people that were the underdogs. And went in, just played really well. Uh, we finally just bought in, and we we played unbelievable that whole run. Get to the national championship, and when, you, when you're at the national championship, you get your own hotel with all your fans, and people are everywhere. So for the four different schools that were blue – you got everybody with a different hotel, people are walking around, it's it's really cool. And uh probably seventy five thousand people at the games. Uh, you're going to shoot around, you're going to practice, there are, people are walking down the street in New Orleans and you're just it's just really it's really cool to see all the different college fans and then you run it's a big social event, so you see a lot of college coaches from other teams, mm-hmm. you see a lot of former players from different places. And you get to the game. There's celebrities everywhere. Um, there's you know, all kinds of people that are just they're watching because it's such a big event. And uh, for me to be able to play in both games, uh, let alone just one of them, I was I was super excited. And it's it's uh, definitely a cool experience to ever go to.
2: You got so close in the championship game. Have you gone back and watched that no. since? <laughs> I don't think I ever will watch it. But uh, yeah, we uh,
3: we we got really close. We had a really good lead at half. They came out hot uh we 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 had we so we really played five guys uh we had our starting five and a couple guys were out trouble a couple guys were hurt uh a couple guys were were down and
2: they just came out
3: second half and
2: they played really well what's it like after a game like that cuz college is a finite end like you you kind of play so many years at college it's not like a professional season where there's next year next year when that game finished you unfortunately lost and the team was gone you moved halfway around the world All that was about to happen what was it like in the aftermath in the locker rooms and the days and months after that game?
3: Yeah, the, the aftermath of that day is, is pretty quiet, but um, you know, it was it's one of those things of like it's rare to even get to that game. So you have to kinda of sit back at where we were at the, after our Pittsburgh game and just think about how lucky we are to be there. And uh it was it's one of those things where, for me, I was only on a team that couldn't come back, and everybody else could, and uh, they all have that second chance that they're they're going at right now. But it's so hard to get back. It's so hard to be in that game. I, I was in college for five years, and I didn't think I'd ever even make it to the Sweet 16. So just uh, that that possibility of getting back there is very rare, and I think they're all going to be so appreciative of what we did last year. But having them having that second that opportunity for another chance, uh, I think it it, it kind of helped push them into this off season. Are you still in touch
2: with the team? Do you still yep. feel like you're part of it from down here?
3: Yeah, so I, I still talk to quite a few of them, uh, and staff. Um, it's I definitely don't feel like a part of it because I'm across the world and the games are at eight a.m. <laughs> for us. But I uh, definitely uh, keep in touch. I, I watch from from afar, and I'm definitely supportive.
0: It's um, a different thing being a basketball fan in australia because um usually uh, so i spent some time living in the states and you would go watch basketball to bar and you have a beer and have some pizza or whatever in australia you like wake up and have a coffee and, and watch basketball it's such a different um yeah. uh, a different vibe do you keep an eye on the nba as well
3: uh not as much um for me i if i'm gonna look at nba stuff it's probably gonna be people i've played against played with uh people that i know uh it's more of just looking at their individual stuff i don't care about the standings or who's winning what i just go look and see how people are playing and what they're doing uh college is more about the teams and who's winning who's losing i played a lot of those guys for many years so getting to see how they're doing different schools that kind of stuff but i think i'd pay more more attention to college
0: yeah so have you been following the um sacramento kings lighting the beam into the sky would they win games do you know anything about this no So the Sacramento Kings, obviously for the last 20 years have been mediocre at best, but, um, this season they decided to do a thing where every time the team wins, the stadium just launches a beam into the sky. Like it's this big, bright purple beam. I'm like obsessed with it. I think it's the best sort of thing going around. Like a, like a celebration thing. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't made... It's, like, the most viral thing I've ever seen on basketball, Twitter, the, no. the last... You haven't seen it. No. I'd encourage you to go have <laughs> a look. Okay, I, I might have to go look at it. I might... I, I would recommend maybe if the Wildcats did, like, a red beam into the sky after at the top of RAC. I
2: reckon that'd be awesome. I'd get around that. After every time Brady makes a thrill, we'll just light up the sky. Yeah. yeah.
0: How do you feel about the um the smoke that goes awesome. off? Awesome. Yeah? It's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. yeah. There's, so. like... The funny thing about that is just there's literally... Our one person's job yeah. just to stand just there to and like read it. it, click the button, <laughs> and there's sometimes a misfire. Sometimes they
3: miss it, but do yeah. they ever click it on a long too? Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah,
0: I think you have to obviously look at the ref to put up the three, but if they maybe just aren't watching the ref and they're watching the player.
2: So if well, you're involved in a blowout win, you can just trick with them, put your line on that foot in the line, and see if <laughs> they catch it or not. But then I would lose
0: a point. Um, Talk to us about moving to Australia and how that process worked at the end of your college career. Um, I was saying to the guys earlier when I used to be at the Wildcats and I was manning the Facebook page, sometimes you'd get videos sent in from um, people playing around the world just like, hey, here's my mixtape, consider me to bring me over. Um, I assume you didn't send in a video of your highlights. I didn't. (laughs) How did that work for you coming over to Perth?
3: Uh, it was uh, it was also another weird process. Uh, I went to uh, Summer League. I did the whole working out for different teams in the summer and still didn't know what, what I was going to do. I decided I just wanted to stop playing all these games and actually know what's going to happen to me and not just be hopeful and eventually nothing happened for me. So I decided I wanted to reach out to other, other places and nobody believed me. It was uh, one of those like, oh, the NBA saying he's going to be in the NBA. Other Overseas people are saying he's going to be in the NBA, but the NBA is not actually putting me in the NBA. So I'm in this weird pickle of where I, I, I just want to, you know, reach out to other places and go somewhere, but nobody was believing me. And I eventually did some zoom calls with different teams. And that's when the word got out that maybe he's actually being serious. So, uh, Jr and Danny reached out to me and, uh, got on a zoom call with them Uh, i i wanted to come here um i knew uh i didn't know him but i played against uh mooney who played here and i saw how he did so i decided i wanted wanted to come into this league and i didn't realize i'd end up playing for the same team but uh it was it's it was good it was a good good fit and i i just decided let's
2: do it and signed and moved in like two weeks and i've been here ever since right did you know much about the nbl and basketball in australia before coming down
3: no i didn't know much um i just knew a couple of the teams uh some of the players that had
2: been through or had played through the league um but no, I didn't. I didn't know much at all. And were you dead set on getting down to Australia, or were there other parts in the world that you were seriously considering? I was
3: uh, considering anything, but uh, when I I got my few offers of where to play, I decided I wanted to come here.
0: Mm. So when you were saying people didn't believe you, they didn't they didn't believe that you were, you're were pursuing other things like outside of the NBA they just yes. thought no nah, he's he's certainly going to play NBA yes Right. yeah,
3: yeah. so um it, like I said it was it was a weird situation because overseas people were hearing I was going to be in the NBA NBA people were saying he's going to be in the NBA but yeah nobody was taking that chance on me right. so I decided just to. Mm. go somewhere figure out what's going to happen front foot it go make money go yep. play and uh i just was was tired of playing the waiting game and tired of playing all all the games that they were they were putting yep. on us so i just wanted to want to do something and it was it was a good fit and um, i'm excited about my decision and I've, I've been loving it
0: yeah is nba still part of your goals to get Get back in America and yeah. Get American um, playing.
3: Yeah, I mean that's I think that's a goal for everybody. Um, for me, uh, my goal is to maximize the amount of money I can make before I have to stop playing basketball. Yep. Uh, everyone talks about being being a part of a team. It's great. I love being a part of the team. I love winning, but at the end of the day, I, I do this to make money and set myself up for later in life. And I am uh, I just I just want to. Phil wanted, I wanna wanted, wanna win, but I also wanna have good money on this on the end of that.
2: that. And financial incentive is almost implicitly obvious but it never gets said that you're yes. the first athlete I've ever heard yeah. put it in those terms. Do you find that catches people off guard or puts people yeah, off people even when you say like that probably think you yeah,
3: people take that every every different way. But uh at the end of the day people people play professional sports to make money. I mean it's it's a known thing and uh I for me, I love basketball, I love playing it, I love like I said, I love winning, I love being a part of big games. But uh now that I'm a professional athlete, I would like to make money and uh that's that's my goal. So if it ends up in the NBA, that's great. If not, I'll make money doing something
0: else. Yep that's i mean it's tr- tricky especially when you're a college athlete everyone knows how mu- how hard they work and how much they the colleges make and profit from players is that a hard thing to struggle with as a black like, while you're in the midst of that being
3: a college athlete um not as much i think it's it's getting into kind of that struggle with NIL stuff uh you got guys making more money than others you got superstars and then you got guys who make nothing it's a it's a weird dynamic but uh what's what's cool about where i was at north carolina and i even know probably oklahoma does the same thing it, you, you get that stuff off the side um this stuff like basketball here when you're at the gym is basketball if you're you have a nil agent you have these other people helping you outside of basketball it's great but uh what what happens on the floor is ultimately gonna help off the floor stuff so really it comes down to just being being locked in in basketball
2: being locked in we talk about all the time when we've got australian athletes that are coming up the decision to either go to college or stay in the nbl you've experienced both now in terms of like the scale of the college ecosystem how does that compare with an nbl locker room and the facilities and the ecosystem of basketball that you've experienced over the past couple of months um, it's very different. Um, I would
3: say college, a lot of money goes into basketball team. A lot of money goes in the football team, especially the schools I, I attended. But, uh, for here, I mean, uh, we, we have a great facility. We have a basketball court with two goals that work perfectly <laughs> fine. So uh yeah, it's uh we play in a really really nice arena. Um so I think I think everything here's great. Um, I just think there's there's more money that goes back into it and uh into college and I think that they it's just kinda how college is but uh that they do it for all their sports. But I, I really have enjoyed the way
2: the wildcats is set up and in terms of getting into a professional team for the first time and getting acclimated to perth are there one or two players on the wildcats that you've been drawn to and a closer with and have helped you make that transition yeah there's, there's everybody's been great um i
3: like i went to the kings leon thing i took uh zunik and jesse and nordo was in kazakhstan uh, i, I room with todd on the roads uh I went to Black Panther two with Tayshawn, so I have got a mix of a little bit of everybody. I'm um, just trying to try to meet everybody, uh, be around everybody outside of the gym.
0: Are you um, gaming a fair bit with Todd? I know he's elite.
3: Yeah, so uh I don't know, I don't play with Todd. He <laughs> plays some games that I don't enjoy. Yeah. Um and then he plays Warzone. I'm more of just a multiplayer guy. Yeah. But uh, I do know him and Majuk been getting after the Warzone <laughs> and uh yeah, got we got a couple gamers on our team. L- LT only plays two K. Right, I don't right. I don't play two K as
0: himself probably. Yeah. Um I do like, I'm friends with Todd on our Discord channel and uh I feel like sometimes after a game it's like 3 a.m and he's online it's like, yeah. he's just grinding away yeah
3: so todd todd always talks about it whenever like we're on the road uh he he struggles going to sleep after games and yeah. i don't, don't know why like, i'm super tired i'll fall asleep anywhere but uh when we're we're on the road he'll pull out his gaming laptop and he'll be up <laughs> yeah. however long i don't know i fall asleep yeah
1: yeah
0: it's good um what about the uh the fans like the crowds at college games are you know like you said they can go pretty crazy um how have you found the perth fans and, and compared around australia
3: i think it's very good um perth fans obviously we have probably one of the bigger gyms um but i i see almost all the places we're playing filled up uh fans have been really good everybody kind of has their own thing they do you go to tasmania or melbourne and they, they got their little clapping things yeah. so <laughs> i mean everybody has their own thing it, it's been good um Yeah, I would say just for college, uh, you got a lot of kids, a lot of students. And for here, we just have just a lot of fans and, uh, I think, you know, it's very comparable, um, Perth has been been awesome and I've been to a lot of bad bad colleges that have no fans so this is, is a lot of fun going yeah. to every game with a lot of fans
0: all right speaking of fans we do have a few we'll let you go in a minute we have a few listener questions to the show I said that you're coming on and um, so a few people reached out um, we'll start with this one from Nick Tan 77 is there any significance behind the number 45 yes
3: um, so I was 35 at Oklahoma I right. uh, don't know why. I was when in high school. Uh, we only had a few numbers available. So I wore 35. My brother wore 32. Um, go to college. I might as well just keep the same number. Not that big of a deal. Uh, wore 35. Played really well. Transfer. And Bob McAdoo is <laughs> right. yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Well, his son, Ryan McAdoo, was on the team. So kind of a legacy thing. Yep. He wore 35. He'd already been there for four years. Obviously, wasn't going to take it anyways. But I mean, he's a legacy of Bob, so you got to honor that. Yep. So I decided, you know, 45 would be great. And the cool part about 45 was that my brother was in his 6th year at a D2 school currently wearing 45, and my dad wore 45 in college as well.
0: Cool. Nice. There you go. Came full circle a bit. Yeah. Um I was just thinking um actually we'll go with this question and then I'm going to ask a question about um uh, UNC. Uh this is from Jacko McDonald, who recruited you to join NC as a super senior? Also, can you explain what a super senior
3: is? So uh, I believe it was uh, Brad Frederick Coach Brad Frederick That reached out to me And uh, first got in contact with me And then it, from there It was me and Coach Davis But uh, yeah I think it, the first person To reach out to me was Was Coach Fred And we had a Zoom call And it was the whole staff and it was it was really good really good phone call and then we kept in touch for the next two, three days and before I committed and uh what was the second part of that question? Uh can you explain what a super senior is? Super senior. Um I feel like super senior term just kinda jumps around for anybody. Um I guess I was a super right. senior. Oh, so it's not an official title? I mean I, I can explain super <laughs> senior. So I would say like a super senior is like somebody that you graduate and then you have a hard time like letting go like you keep <laughs> going back to or yep. you're you are like you are and it's like it really pertains to like high school a lot so right like you're you go go to college or you keep coming back hanging out with your friends that are still in high school yeah you're always around i feel like that's kind of like super senior right. but yes i was super senior because i went <laughs> school for five years so, so yes
0: okay yeah. um at, is there a lot of michael jordan stuff going around at, at your at unc yeah is it just like shrines so, to him everywhere. Or? So
3: all of our clothes are Jordan, shoes yep. were Jordan. Um, there's a different for the player of the years in our hallway. There's different uh, about their accolades and pictures. Uh, a lot of like a lot of Michael Jordan stuff. Um, I wouldn't say there's shrines or fountains <laughs> or anything. Yeah, I just it. imagine like yeah, just fountains. But I and think there's, stuff. there's a lot of. I mean, we had a lot of good players. Uh, Tyler yep. Hansborough, James Worthy. Phil Ford, a lot of a lot of guys that were Player of the Years, Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter. We had guys that that just
2: were dogs. And yep. did any, any of those guys, all guys, come back in the season you were there? Did you meet any of those guys? I've met quite a few of them. Uh, yeah, Tyler Hansbrough there quite often. soccer T, yes, he's
3: there all all summer. <laughs> What's all he doing some. now at the moment? He lives in Chapel Hill and he does a podcast like this, right? So wow. uh, I I think he's just hanging out. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah, that yeah, cool. And uh, I met Antoine, I met Vince, I met uh, actually met Michael Jordan once. It was a weird experience. It's, <laughs> it's, it's super cool. It's, it's very cool. Did you know who you were? Like yeah, he was he watched the game and uh, he, he was he watched display and he talked to us afterwards. Um, a lot of the former players from like the 16, 17 teams that went to the National Championship uh they uh they're they're back playing against us so it was it was just a lot of cool it's very very cool to see how many people want to go back and now i get to be a part of that so i get to go back and then i get to be on the team with the older guys so that'll be fun
1: yeah
0: side by side with mj um one last question from listeners uh ty galson would you look at playing for perth next season
3: yeah i w- wouldn't mind playing anywhere <laughs> um yeah for me uh i I'd just really focus on this season, see how it goes, and see if they want me back. See how I how I end up playing, and uh, we'll we'll go from there. Um, for for right now, it's just, just basketball.
0: Yeah, it's not, not really a fair question yeah. to be what, honest. Like, what are yeah. you gonna say on oh, no, that? This place yeah. sucks. I'm out. One quick
2: thing on that: you said the NBA teams weren't that interested six months ago. In terms of where you're at now, obviously focusing on focusing on the season. Are there certain things in the back of your head in terms of feedback that you got a few months ago? In terms of working on aspects of your game does that enter your mind at all at the moment or no. is it all just about winning games
3: no um for me uh,
2: i made a decision to come
3: here i want to want to play here i want to want to produce i want to play well and i don't know where i'm going to be one year two years three years from now so i'm just going to enjoy it while i'm here um a lot of the nba stuff it, it's a dream you you want to be there but i don't have to be there yeah. I, can, I can play basketball and have a very successful career and su- 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 successful life and be perfectly fine.
0: Go hang out with Psycho T and yeah. go into Psycho T. That would be fun. Be on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. Thanks uh, thanks for coming on. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, backchat underscore basketball on Instagram, uh, you can also email us, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Anything final from you, Ben, before we let Brady
2: go? No, I think we need to... A- Hunt down Psycho T and get him on the show now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got
0: a game tomorrow night um, here in Perth. Uh, who are you guys playing? I have Adelaide. Adelaide. Pink game. Oh, game. pink game. That's yeah. huge. It's always a, it's always a big deal. Did you um, uh, like, were you briefed much on that before, like, with the build up of, of the pink game? Uh, like, did, we, or is it we just had like, a
3: lady come by and talk to us about yeah. how yeah they are affected did, by it.
0: Was that Trev's wife? Trev Gleason's wife. That, um, She'd be in
2: Canada though, right?
0: I didn't know. If, oh, I, apparently, right? I thought she might be coming to Perth at right. some at some point. Um, but yeah, they are, they are, Trevor Gleeson, the last coach, his wife, was sort of um, uh, crucial in, in starting the pink game. But yeah, it's an awesome thing. Like it will, you'll look out in the crowd and there'll just be pink everywhere. Like really cool. Yeah, so it is, it's, it's a cool thing that they do over at the Wildcats. Um, all right, Ben, maybe we'll see Greg. Maybe psycho to next week. <laughs> I think Greg's
2: <laughs> on the bench permanently now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: That episode from Backchat Studios lives on the ACAST Creator Network. If you want to sign up
1: as a patron or access all of our merch, head to backchatpodcast.com.au.